Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. 93 WIBC. It's Tony Katz today with this ain't Tony. International uh, superstar Ari Castle running the board. International heartthrob Ethan Hatcher co-hosting today. Maybe he knocked on your door when when he was a kid. And myself, uh, Brian Baker, international mattress stain. <laughs> the the uh, guy who writes a lot of stuff that tends to get people really stirred up here. My goodness gracious. Speaking of getting people stirred up, Joe Biden. He's going to come out. He's going to emerge and let us know what he's got to say about uh, people not getting the vaccine. Uh, he was pretty... He was pretty clear in his words last time when he declared war on the unvaccinated and let uh, let us all know that people are getting fed up. They're getting tired of you. And now he's going to get out and wag his finger again, also announcing that they're going to start sending out these home testing kits so uh, you can make it a little bit easier on yourself the minute you get to sniffles or any kind of a, a sign whatsoever, whatsoever because all of these symptoms for the Omicron variant are exactly like the common cold. Then you can go and you can get yourself tested. But Jen Psaki, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, when asked about sending out uh, testing kits, this was her response. Why not just make them free and give them out and have them available everywhere? Should we just send one to every American? Maybe. Then, then what? Ha- then what happens if you if every American has one test? How much does that cost? And then what happens after that? So there you have it. I guess they've had a change of heart on that, Ethan. Uh, you know, I think we should start calling Biden Stretch because of his new his new facial <laughs> procedure. He kind of looks like uh, his skin looks like a sweater draped oh, over a fat guy. You know, like eh. you know, <laughs> whenever he gets kind of off the cuff and he's just he's just. <laughs> I, I almost said he almost had to hit the dump button there. Uh, Don't do that. Whenever he's doing the free form thing, uh, he doesn't handle that well. And then when they give him the teleprompter, he doesn't handle that well either. But uh, nonetheless, he'll be delivering those comments. Sarah Palin now, she's back in the news. She's out uh, leading the, the anti-vax crowd and saying she's uh, got natural immunity from COVID. Former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin sharing the only way that she'll get the COVID-19 vaccine is quote, over her dead body. Made those comments Sunday during an interview with uh, Turning Point USA in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, she was making claims about Anthony Fauci saying that if you had COVID, uh, you would be naturally immune. I don't know that that's necessarily an accurate statement or not, but good to see Sarah Palin still out making the rounds. It's very on brand for her. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to wait on the government to send you your testing kit, then uh, here locally, the health department has extended the COVID-19 vaccine clinic so you can get tested out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's been extended to stay open through January 22nd. According to the Indiana Department of Health, clinic is being held in the IndyCar parking lot. So if you uh, want to check that out, then you can make an appointment to go over there to shot.in.gov and search for zip code 46222. Although, thank you goodness uh the vaccine is readily available there are a lot of places that you can go but um there you go yeah if you want to head out to the track and a, a reason to go there uh when it's uh, not the month of may hey it's where i got my vaccine yeah uh, me too it's cool they uh, can go on the track it really was in and out i mean it was a fairly short operation no i know i just so. like going on like the track it was awesome yeah <laughs> that was the highlight of the experience not the vaccine <laughs> it was going getting on the, the track. shot was i i don't like getting shots but i had to do it but like the the track was awesome yeah. See, all right. So uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about Biden's comments, which should be coming up here shortly. Um, you know, uh, the plans he's going to deploy a thousand military personnel to hospitals uh, at these set up uh, these federally funded run testing sites. 
not calling for any new lockdowns or travel restrictions. Instead, they're going to focus on existing steps like masking indoors, testing, and vaccines. On Monday night, the CDC confirmed the Omicron variant is the dominant COVID strain now. It's making up 73% of the cases out there, and they've had one confirmed death. CDC saying they don't have any data on it yet. However, we do know that the gentleman who passed away had underlying health conditions. So there There you you have it. Um, Can we, you know, can we talk a little bit about this, this job? And one of the things that just stinks on ice about having to be on the radio. And it's one of the reasons I'm kind of glad that I get to be behind the scenes and do writing. You sit here and uh, you come up with all of these things that you're going to talk about and you are going to do your best to be entertaining and, you know, not fumble the ball and, and not screw things up. So that when Tony Katz returns, he's still got an audience there. And you get the news at the top and the bottom of the hour, and you're planning to go in and hit something kind of upbeat or fun. And then you get a story about some dirtbag, worthless human being that harms a child, causes a, a child's death. You know, Ethan, when I was in college, I went to Butler University. Same as, yeah, see? And I studied broadcasting. But I specifically chose not to be a news anchor because I knew with my personality, my emotional makeup, I knew I just couldn't handle delivering that kind of news day after day. So now here I find myself all these years later, and uh, fortunately the majority of stuff that I get to write, I get to write about a lot of creative things. But man, you know, being constantly in the news cycle is a real killer on the mental health. And some people, you know, they're kind of immune to it. They're able to continue to function. But for me, it is just so destructive and gets me so far off course. And uh, you got to be in the right headspace if you're going to do writing or anything like that. Mental health now is certainly at the forefront. I mean, the holidays are always when we got to talk about this because uh, a lot of people are suffering as much as I'm enjoying getting to be with my family and it's going to be a happy year. Uh, That's not necessarily the case for everyone. And, uh, you know, I I want to encourage people. I, I, I recently gave up uh, antidepressants on like four of them uh, and got it reduced down to now where I'm just on one and a reduced dose. And that's been a process. That, thank you. Yeah. You know, and it's been a process of about, uh, well, probably about five years. But man, when you are in the thick of it and life is falling apart around you, you know, sometimes you just got to reach out for help where you can get it. And let me tell you, those, uh, those antidepressants, those drugs saved my life. I am so grateful for that. And when it comes to the issue of mental health, we talk nonstop, especially on the, on the right about people needing to take care of their mental health, but also whenever there's a shooting, whenever there's a crime, whenever there's an issue that rattles society, we talk about the importance of addressing mental health in this society. And yet it's it's great to throw that out there and we always have the best intention but no one has really put forth a concrete plan on what we need to do in order to actually make some progress on that front and when i hear stories about somebody that recently was uh, you know they got the insanity defense because they weren't mentally competent to stand trial they have mental listen no one who is in a good mental state goes and commits a murder or harms a child or any any one of these horrific crimes that we have to hear about on a daily basis. And it seems like now that we have access to all the information, all the platforms, we hear about it more and more. It's a constant barrage of negativity and horrible things happening in the country. And so when, Ethan, is someone either on the right or on the left, because I'll listen to anybody, but when is somebody going to put forth a plan 
and some steps that we can take and something that's actually going to work to address this issue. One of the things that we're going to have to do is bring back the state hospitals, but bring them back with more accountability. That was one of the issues with why we're now faced with these problems is because we had state-run institutions, but they were horribly, horribly abusive and neglectful to the individuals who were within their walls. And then the 1980s, that system got completely up upended and reformed and put those people back out on the streets. And then the second thing that we're going to need to do is really take a hard, long look at the constitutional issues behind, put, you know, you can't just take somebody off the street and put them in a hospital. That's, right. that's depriving them of the, their rights and their freedoms. So what is the level of deficiency that you have to display uh, some kind of metric before intervention is then necessitated? And that's going to require a long and probably complex conversation. And why are we not talking about this issue more, especially as it relates to, you know, we talk about children now as a result of the pandemic. They're struggling with mental health issues. They're going to be working through challenges with anxiety. And, you know, now is the time to address these things. And, and listen, I'm all about dealing with uh, the, the big problem that's in front of us in the pandemic and getting the vaccines out there and pushing that narrative. But, you know, politicians do a really lousy job other than throwing out the line, oh, we got to focus on mental health, not take away guns. They do a real good job throwing those lines out, but no one really makes it their core issue, you know? When is a, a first lady going to take that issue on, child mm. abuse? When is that going to be the main focus? You know, I understand that it's ugly and it's hard to look at, and how many times do we just scroll past the headline because we don't want to know but that is the exact problem and that's why the the problem continues and we never make any progress in addressing it because we won't look at it and we need smart minds around it and we need public awareness and we need people who are willing to actually make the investment because i'll tell you something ethan for all the crap that our government funds i'd actually be willing to to have my pay some some additional money out of my uh, paycheck to actually fund something that is going to benefit society, protect kids, you know, maybe save my life, and uh, gives people better access to, uh, to to counseling and and to pharmaceuticals. I mean, it, this is a serious thing. We really need to start taking a look at. How do you implement it without being abusive to freedoms, though? Because anytime the government gets a hold of any institution, it immediately becomes oppressive or it becomes polluted and perverted in some way. Uh, look at the way that the federal government has now subsidi subsidized um, the federal education loans for, for colleges. Yeah. And as a result, tuition rates have completely ballooned to now become absolutely unaffordable at every level. And you can't divest yourself of the uh, of the debt yeah. through bankruptcy. So. I, yes, on, on the surface, I think many people would agree, yeah, oh, well, we'd be willing to sacrifice a little bit of our tax dollars to solve this problem. What does it look like, man? And how do you prevent the government from naturally perverting the institution that would arise from that? All great points. President Biden getting ready to speak here in a couple of minutes. Uh, Jen Psaki just came out, and she's previewing uh, here with the press. So we're going to get to that. We'll bring it live if uh, the president comes out and, and is on time. You're listening to 93 WIBC. Brian Baker, Ethan Hatcher in for Tony Katz. We'll be right back. Ninety-three WIBC. Brian Baker, Ethan Hatcher in for the vacationing Tony Katz. Hope he's having a wonderful time getting a good rest in. How he manages to do six hours of radio five days a week is just beyond me. It is exhausting just doing three. I don't know how the man has so much stamina. 
Joe Biden getting ready to deliver comments here on the uh, pandemic and issue his big warning, stark warning to the unvaccinated for what their holiday is going to look like if they don't rush out and uh, get the jab. Also, they're uh, making an announcement about home testing kits. There's going to be 500 million of them made available in January that will be mailed out. I, I did have to laugh when I heard about Jin Jen, Jen Saki wondering about how the logistics of it and how they were going to pull it off. And I thought, you know, you guys didn't have any problem mailing out ballots to anybody. So I think you can figure this out as well. Uh, but we got a bigger crisis looming right now on the horizon, Ethan. There's a candy cane shortage. Oh, no. Just days before Christmas. So the supply chain has reached the most important sector of it's the economy. Reached, yes. yes. Who, who the eats candy, candy cane. canes, though? Like, are you kidding? It's like a mint, man. It's like a, I, I, I brush my teeth every night, and I'm like, ugh, I don't ever want to eat this flavor. No, it's still, well, hopefully, uh, whatever toothpaste you're utilizing. It's mint. Okay. Isn't that what candy canes are? Yeah, but they've got sugar in them to make them a little bit better here. But apparently, you know, I didn't realize this, but in researching the story, I guess uh, that um, uh, mint, I, I, you know, or peppermint, I guess we're not growing it. Uh, yeah, like it's a plant. To. Yeah, yeah. And so, well, we're and we're not growing it like we used to. So, uh, yeah, a weakness in uh, peppermint crops and then uh, COVID caused logistical issues. That's created a big problem for big candy. They only got about half. <laughs> their uh, needed supplies to make the candy cane so as a result they ran out yeah they got That's zero crazy. stock so is apparently- that a, so i i never celebrated christmas growing up like are candy canes a, a staple of the household for christmas each year i don't i don't know if they're a staple for the household but they're traditional for the holidays and certainly i mean uh, my dad always had c- candy canes on his christmas tree yeah. so i'm gonna say that they're a staple all right fair yeah. enough I, now a couple of years ago they were wanting everyone to switch to uh, to candy uh, cane uh, not canes but sticks you remember that peppermint sticks because of the pushback about the the religious roots of candy canes so wait, 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 yeah, what's uh, the religious roots yeah you know it's uh, you know like the uh the it's supposed to be the shepherd's hook. yeah yeah i thought that was hook. bs uh, wait i thought what? that was <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's I don't get that's it. what they uh, they started with. By the way, um, I don't know what you guys are planning to do for uh, for the holiday season, but uh, apparently one of the most popular things to do for for guys that are home alone and uh, aren't dating anyone and uh, they, they don't have that special porn, someone. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mrs. Claus is apparently a sex symbol. Hey. Hundreds of porn sites, uh, they take advantage of Mrs. Claus situations at this time of the year. They have these fantasy stories that they write, and they all basically revolve around the husband. Santa is mostly at work. These poor Mrs. Claus at home alone. I do love a good storyline. Yeah, it's, it's cold. She needs warmth. And there's always a toy or a candy cane just lying around. Well, not this year because the shortage. Yeah. See, I would imagine the rise in popularity of Mrs. Claus porn would also coincide with the popularity of GILF porn in recent years. (laughs) GILF? Like grandma porn? Yeah, there we go. Well, Mrs. Claus is not exceptionally youthful in most depictions I'm aware of. Oh, well. Does she she change for the Mrs. Claus is a drop-dead bombshell. (laughs) Santa could have any woman he wanted. You don't an elderly think Sa- couple. Uh, but Ethan, you, you fool. You don't understand the logistics. This is a magical man who gives presents. He could have any woman he wants. Mrs. Claus is a bombshell, period. Well, there's more to the story, like by the way. Uh, not only do searches for Mrs. Claus grow, uh, according to Pornhub stats, uh, 401% higher than uh, their December average, but uh, Santa Claus could go up 374%, and Elf is up 90%. So there you have nice. it. Uh, yeah, America is morally depraved. Rule 34. 
if I'm it not exists, convinced these are real because, like, I don't like. I don't. God, I can't believe I'm saying this on the air. I don't. I don't have a theme each month. You know when I look at porn. Just let him keep talking. <laughs> like, do you? I I feel like I'm not in the festive spirit. <laughs> It's not like I'm like, oh, it's Easter. I better look oh, up Easter okay. Bunny. All right. Tell us more about your no, search preferences. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that. It's, my point is that like I don't like. It's it's not like I conscientiously think of the month of the year and then are like, oh, well, you know, I should look up. It's it's Halloween. I better look up ghost porn. What would Easter porn look like? Don't go. We're, we're ending this conversation now. President Joe Biden is going to be coming up here in uh, just a little bit. He'll be delivered. Oh, no, we've got two minutes left, don't we? All right, so. Oh, you want to continue with this now? No, no, no I don't. All right, uh, so uh, how about this? An armed bank robber held up a bank for 150 bucks, and then he deposited the money into his own bank account. Oh. At the ATM that was outside just seconds later. Yeah. yeah. Delaware State Police arrested 44-year-old Mick Roberts Williams on Sunday after he robbed a Wells Fargo bank in Wilmington. Police said as soon as he got outside the bank, he made the deposit at the ATM. After his pit stop, he continued to flee, hiding behind a nearby shopping center before local troopers found him. And yeah. he was arrested. This so. is, I mean, on the surface, it's kind of humorous, but it's actually sort of a sad story because this guy is another one of the characters with mental problems that's been running around in society. When police caught up to him, he said that he had a chip implanted somewhere on his body and he was being controlled surreptitiously by third-party forces, so with nefarious intent. So, yeah. Well, how I does mean, that indicate that he's mentally ill? Right, when, you know, I mean, yeah. that's... I mean, he might. He might, yeah. <laughs> They didn't look for the chip. You need to find it. Yeah. All right. So Biden is already uh, late to deliver his comments. No surprise there. But uh, he will be coming up here shortly to uh, to give Americans their big warnings about getting the vaccine. Uh, I, I guess I'm eligible for the booster now. But uh, you know, if you, if you haven't uh, if you haven't gotten it yet, the uh, administration wants to make sure you do that and make sure that you get everyone tested in the household before uh, you get together for the holiday celebration. You want to keep the family safe. Make sure you wear your masks. Make sure you wear your gloves. I saw a kid the other day. He was wearing, uh, he was like eight years old. He's wearing at the grocery store, blue gloves, a mask, and a face shield. That's mom. I, no, I thought I'd, do I call Child Protective Services on this? What is the, what's the overall protocol? Brian Baker, Ethan Hatcher, Hatcher in for Tony Katz, 93 WIBC's Tony Katz today. Yeah, that. Oh man, we just talked about a shortage of candy canes. Now there's another shortage. French fries. Oh dear God. Brian Baker, Ethan Hatcher, in for Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Yeah, apparently McDonald's. Oh, this is sad news. This is going to hit people hard, man. They're going to have to ration customers fries as the supply shortage hits them. Well, we can blame uh, McDonald's agricultural practices then because they pay farmers to grow specific potatoes that then they have to buy the seeds from every single year because they don't uh, they can't replant them. They're genetically modified. I didn't know. Is that that true? Yes, it is. It's a racket. 
Look at what wow. uh, <laughs> look at what McDonald's is doing to agricultural production in India with potatoes. I do know that uh, you know there were some nefarious dealings going on behind the scenes with the ice cream machines that are always broken down. Oh no, that's a conspiracy. That's that, Russia for that, sure. <laughs> that is not a conspiracy. Let me tell you, some guy really got into it and uh, had a full in-depth documentary that was on YouTube. You might be able to Google it and uh, and see it for yourself. But it is fascinating. Are you citing how- a YouTube docu- documentary as your source? They had documents, incredible sources. Oh my! Yeah, I watched a. Uh, I, I watched a uh, 9-11 conspiracy video that had very credible sources, too, and now, I, I'm pretty sure it was fake. All right. Hey, uh, Biden's going to be delivering his comments here in a little bit about uh, going out and getting yourself the, the vaccine. Also, they are going to be sending 1,000 troops out to these uh, testing sites. 10,000. Uh, 10,000, excuse yeah. me. And then um, we've also got uh, the testing kits, 500 million that are going to be sent out to homes. Maybe you'll be one of the first recipients. Right. You're a smart guy. I, I got a question for you. Maybe you can help me figure this out would they need to deploy ten thousand troops to hospitals if they hadn't laid off <laughs> healthcare workers for not getting vaccinated yeah uh that, that is a quality point yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i don't know what the actual numbers are for how many people they they actually lost but um i do think it's interesting watching i mean there you have it a, another biden failure where he thought he was going to force employers hands and and force force voters hands and ultimately it didn't work out in his favor because companies are doing away with those mandates i'm not saying you shouldn't take the vaccine in fact i'm speaking as somebody who is themselves vaccinated what i am saying is doesn't it make anybody kind of scratch their heads when they see a lot of doctors and healthcare workers not taking the vaccine? That's Maybe. a deceptive argument. I don't know. Well, you say you trust the doctors, though. You trust so, the scientists. These be, people are. To be fair, the majority of nurses who have resigned are two year associate degree individuals. Oh, okay. See, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it's. I, yeah, I, I used to work for a. Uh, Where'd for... you get that stat? I don't want to insult nurses because I respect nurses, but a majority of them are not four-year degree people. I'll just right over here. Oh. You guys, I said, hey, back to Brian. Uh, President Biden, uh, he uh, was apparently exposed to the coronavirus. He had an aide who uh, was in close contact with him. He later tested positive for COVID-19. Biden tested on Monday. It came back negative. He's set to test again on Wednesday morning. So we'll see how that plays out. Donald Trump, of course, you know, he uh, he had quite the battle. Apparently, we're learning now behind the scenes from, from uh, his infection with the uh, coronavirus. But... He's back, he's strong, and apparently, if the election were held today, Ethan, Donald Trump would beat Joe Biden in a head-to-head matchup. Now, here's my problem with this. Uh, first of all, I, I, I do have to, to question the polling data, because, you know, the polling data is always, uh, to an extent, it's it's not necessarily all that trustworthy. But, uh, you know, here we go. It's it's an eight-point lead in this, uh, this matchup. The poll was conducted to the Center for American Greatness, which sounds to me like a Trump company. Doesn't it just sound like the Center for American Greatness? I wonder which way they swing on the political spectrum. Yeah, but here's my problem with this. Um, That presumes that people who voted for Joe Biden have had a change of heart. They're not happy with the way he's running things, and uh, they would like to have Donald Trump. And, you know, I don't have any sympathy for those people. And, in fact, uh, I I feel anger towards them because there is nothing that is happening in the country right now that should surprise anyone. All of this, 
all of this you should have seen coming. But if you were like producer Ari and you thought, hey, he seems like a nice guy, maybe you overlooked some of those challenges. But hey, then, yeah. Yeah. But see, you, you don't get to go back on it now and say, oh, well, uh, yeah, I, I made a bad decision. I wish I could uh, I could go back I, and change I, my vote. I, I didn't say that. No, I didn't accuse. I, I'm just saying for the folks that are having the uh, the feelings about it now that they would like to have Trump back, you know, you should have should have thought some things through and thought about the consequences of a Biden presidency before you went into that polling booth. In most political retrospectives, isn't it the 10 percent of moderates who usually decide elections? And it's if the election were held today, that's 8 percent that Trump would beat. So, I mean, uh, that kind of lines up, you know, at <laughs> Potentially. Well, Biden did win the election. It looks like he's going to be coming out here in just a couple of moments. We're taking a look at the the podium, and they, they've got the, the nice uh, setup here with the Christmas trees. And uh, I, I guess I guess they're going to get them all set up with his uh, uh, his notes and what his water his his mask to make sure that he's uh, he's safe. So we're we'll waiting with bated breath and great anticipation. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to to hear this uh, strongly worded message that he's going to be throwing our way to go and get vaccinated look man i you know i did i've not had the booster yet but i did get the vaccine and i'm fine with it i'm a little hesitant to do it with my daughter because she is just now eligible five years old and you know kids in that early development stage i mean i i the data all says that it's safe but the parent in me that wants to be protective i don't know you know i i, I guess there are people that would say if you want to be protective get her vaccinated but it just makes me a little bit nervous this early on you know yeah without without being able to see the long-term results and like you said on a developing system we don't know how that's going to be different from how it impacts an adult uh and there are from all the polling data there there seems to be much more hesitancy from individuals themselves who were vaccinated applying that same vaccination to their children than taking it for themselves yeah so i don't know on that Biden uh, versus Trump poll that we saw, you know, I understand and I, I fully expect Donald Trump will declare his uh, his candidacy for president of the United States. And, of course, he's uh, going after Ron DeSantis down in Florida and and uh, has kind of been on the attack with him because he sees him as the big competition. But, you know, I see this and I see the Trump loyalists. And, uh, Ethan, I, I just I think right now what we are witnessing with Donald Trump is that he could do so much good for the country if he would get behind a viable candidate who has a good shot uh, in, in 2022. But I don't know that his ego is going to allow him to do that, and it will split the party. And ultimately, that's what, what has me concerned, is that it's going to benefit Democrats. Biden coming to the podium, we're going to go live to that now. In five seconds, we're going to go live to him. Here's the president. I, uh, I promised when I got elected, I'd always give it to you straight from the shoulder. The good, the bad, the truth. So uh, as we head into Christmas weekend, I want to answer your questions about the rising number of COVID cases, COVID-19 cases. And I want to start by acknowledging how tired, worried, and frustrated I know you are. I know how you're feeling. For many of you, this will be the first or even the second Christmas where you look across the table, be an empty kitchen chair there. Tens of millions have gotten sick. We've all experienced upheaval in our lives. But while COVID has been a tough adversary, we've shown that we're tougher. Tougher because we have the power of science and vaccines that prevent illness and save lives. And tougher because of our resolve. So that, let me answer some questions that lay uh, out the steps the vice president and I are taking to prepare for the rising number of cases experts tell us we can expect in the weeks ahead. First, 
How concerned should you be about Omicron, which is now the dominant variant in this country and it happened so quickly? The answer is straightforward. If you're not fully vaccinated, you have good reason to be concerned. You're at a high risk of getting sick. And if you get sick, you're likely to spread it to others, including friends and family. <clears throat> the unvaccinated have a significantly higher risk of ending up in a hospital. You just call <clears throat> Or even hand. dying. Almost everyone who has died from COVID-19 in the past many months has been unvaccinated. Unvaccinated. But if you're, on, if you're among the majority of Americans who are fully vaccinated, and especially if you've gotten the booster shot, that third shot, you're much, you have much, much less reason to worry. You have a high degree of protection against severe illness. But because Omicron spreads so easily, we'll see some fully vaccinated people get COVID, potentially in large numbers. There'll be positive cases in every office, even here in the White House, among the, among the vaccinated, among the vaccinated from, from Omicron. But these cases are highly unlikely to lead to serious illness. Vaccinated people who get COVID may get ill, but they're protected from severe illness and death. That's why you should still remain vigilant. <clears throat> According to our doctors, even if you're fully vaccinated, you should wear a mask when indoors and in public settings. Wearing a mask provides extra protection for you and those around you. And I know some Americans are wondering if you can safely celebrate the holidays with your family and friends. The answer is yes, you can. If you and those you celebrate with are vaccinated, particularly if you've gotten your booster shot. If you are vaccinated and follow the precautions that we all know well, you should feel comfortable celebrating Christmas and the holidays as you planned it. You know, you've done the right thing. You can enjoy the holiday season. And thanks to the progress on vaccinations this fall, we've gone from nearly 90 million adults in July who had not even started their vaccination process to fewer than 40 million today. <clears throat> Still too many, but down from 90 to 40. All these people who have not been vaccinated, you have an obligation to yourselves, to your families, and quite frankly, I know I'll get criticized for this, to your country. Get vaccinated now. It's free. It's convenient. I promise you, it saves lives. And I honest to God believe it's your patriotic duty. Another question folks are asking is, what can you do to make yourself and your family feel safer and be safer? The answer is simple. Get your booster shot. Wear a mask. Our doctors have made it clear, booster shots provide the strongest of protections. Unfortunately, we still have tens of millions of people who are eligible for the booster shot and would have not yet gotten it. They've gotten the first two shots, but they've not gotten the booster. Folks, the booster shots are free and widely available. Over 60 million Americans, <clears throat> including 62% of eligible seniors, our most vulnerable group, have gotten their booster shots. I got my booster shot as soon as they were available. And just the other day, former President Trump announced he had gotten his booster shot. It may be one of the few things he and I agree on. People with booster shots are highly protected. Join them. Join us. It's been six months or more since my second shot. If it's been six months or more for your second shot when I got my booster, you can get yours today. If you've been six months or more since your second shot. Another question that folks are asking 
is are we going back to March 2020, not just last March 2021, but March 2020, when the pandemic first hit? <clears throat> That's what I keep getting asked. The answer is absolutely no, no. Here are three big differences between then and now. One, number one, the first one, more than 200 million Americans have been fully vaccinated. In March of 2020, no one was fully vaccinated. What that means is today, as cases, a case of COVID-19 for fully vaccinated and boosted person will most likely mean no symptoms or mild ones similar to the common respiratory viruses. <clears throat> Over 200 million Americans should have a peace of mind that they did not have in March of 2020. They're protected from hospitalization and they're protected from death. Second point, we're prepared today for what's coming. In March of 2020, we were not ready. Today, we stockpiled enough, we stockpiled enough gowns, masks, and ventilators to deal with the surge of hospitalizations among the unvaccinated. Today, we're ready. And as I'll explain in a few minutes, we're going to be reinforcing our hospitals, helping them. Number three, we know a lot more today than we did back in March of 2020. For example, last year, we thought the only way to keep your children safe was to close, your, close our schools. Today, we know more and we have more resources to keep those schools open. We, you can get five to 11-year-olds vaccinated, a <clears throat> tool we didn't have until last month. Today, we don't have to shut down schools because of a case of COVID-19. Now, if a student tests positive, other students can take the test and stay in the classroom if they're not infected, rather than closing the whole school or having to quarantine. We can keep our K-12 schools open. That's exactly what we should be doing. So, folks, let me summarize. We should all be concerned about Omicron, but not panicked. If you're fully vaccinated, and especially if you got your booster shot, you are highly protected. And if you're unvaccinated, you're at a higher risk of getting severely ill from COVID-19, getting hospitalized, and even Listen, Joe Biden, live from the White House. It's 93 WIBC. we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the president.